0: happy star wars month everybody i'm spencer and i'm
1: lexi and
0: this is the rumor mill your gen z guide to pop culture and today we are going to be nerding out in a major way
1: the most major way because we are talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart in fact it's my most favorite thing in the galaxy and that is Star Wars.
0: We have all the updated new shows that are coming, the release dates and the newly announced movie plans that I do want to get into with you. I have not seen them, have you?
1: I have not either. I've been holding off specifically for this to cuz I'm very much chomping at the bit to know. Um I so know we have a surprise. Gonna, we have a surprise. So please stay tuned for that. It is going to be the most epic epic conclusion. And it is not episode. just my
0: Boba Fett. Uh Disney ears. Mickey ears? I mean, I don't ears. think it
1: really matters. I think it's the same thing. We're going to
0: make a lot of Disney adults pretty mad here.
1: Uh, (laughs) Do we care? I'm pretty mad. I'm a Disney adult, a little bit. Not like a cringe Disney adult. There are definitely... (laughs) I'm a Star Wars adult. <laughs>
0: you're not wearing your ears. I'm, I'm I know, disappointed.
1: I forgot them, and I'm really devastated about it. I have these really cute Ahsoka ears, so we're going to pretend that I am wearing them.
0: I can't pretend about it. Okay. I don't well, think let's, I... uh,
1: let's get into the Star Wars reveals, because yeah. I can't wait any longer. I can't even
0: do it now. Yeah, because you're not wearing your ears, so.
1: Okay. Just give me your phone. Just give me your phone. Star Wars Vision Season 2. Never seen it. I think we it. could have. It's actually good. Is I like it. Is it a cartoon? It. Uh, yeah, it's animated, but it's really, Spon- really Obviously well done. A
0: cartoon, I'll watch. I feel like my standards are pretty um, high it's star wars
1: come on just watch it okay. uh we have young jedi adventures more of a kids show but definitely probably still gonna watch
0: cartoons skip 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 we
1: have ahsoka, ahsoka
0: i'm so excited when does that come out does it have a release date august. august yeah we saw the trailer from the star wars celebration the the teaser trailer it looks so it's good ahead. you've been waiting for this your whole life
1: yes uh we get Andor season two which comes out in august of next year i'm currently watching fantastic. it fantastic
0: currently in it
1: god uh diego luna what a beautiful man I bow um <laughs> uh, then we have star wars skeleton crew which comes out sometime comes this year okay um up. it's supposed to be resemble a coming of age adventure film from the 80s
0: starring jude law starring
1: jude law so that'll be and really maybe exciting. another
0: familiar face
1: and perhaps another familiar face which we'll get to uh next we have star wars the acolyte
0: now this one actually i did hear about it, it sounds really cool does it have a release date for it yet or just sometime this 2024. year? 2024. 2024 this is actually going to be a show that is told from the point of view of a villain mm. and it's going to be kind of like a thriller and a lot of the shows right now they're doing in the high republic era
1: yes which is, is cool very cool because yeah. like we haven't
0: seen a lot of that it's mostly been like during the empire era but this is going to be one that's from the villain's perspective that's all i know
1: cool that's I'm all excited i know about I'm it excited
0: and a thriller a star wars thriller it's like can it get any better
1: i know it literally can't such nerds um star wars the bad batch season three Never which we have it. to be hyped for bad Never batch is it. really cool Never seen it. uh tales of the jedi season two That'll be fun. Mandalorian season four. Oh, I already
0: Absolutely need the no next season. I have no idea when that's
1: coming out, but we need it. I
0: already need it.
1: They're doing a Mandalorian movie.
0: Yes. Did you hear about this? A Mandoverse movie. Oh, what are the details? I haven't read it at all.
1: Um, Dave Filoni's at the helm of a oh, live-action perfect. movie that will conclude the storylines that began the Book of Boba what? Fett, oh. The Mandalorian, Skeleton Crew, and Ahsoka.
0: Oh, okay. So then oh, are they all going to cool. be limited? Like they're all, the shows are all going to end in one big movie? Like so an Avengers endgame for Star Wars?
1: That's crazy. I'm shook. That's going to be so... While. I'm, I'm sure so Any
0: release date for that or not yet? No,
1: nothing. Uh, in development still is Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi, which is, is kind of um, James Mangold from Indiana Jones: and The Dial of Destiny will be creating a new Star Wars film. The centers around the central question, What is the Force? It's going to be set 25,000 years in the past, before any versions of the Republic exist, and will Ooh. connect to how the Jedi were originally forced.
0: Okay, that's cool. Because yeah. I, what we love is getting into the lore.
1: Yes, I'm all about the lore, so we're we're here for it. Yeah. Um, a movie that I am hopeful for, but not expecting the most of, New Jedi Order, which is where Daisy Ridley, who I love, she's the sweetest, will be coming back. John Boyega is coming back. We hope to see. Or, oh, sorry, well, we, it would make sense for John Boyack to oh, return. Yeah. And one might hope to see Oscar Isaac. Both actors have had some critiques about their roles in Star Wars, so we don't know if they're coming back, but we do know that Daisy Ridley is. We
0: do know that Ray is coming back for another set of movies. And this is like controversial because there's some fans that we hate her and like the new her. sequels. Yeah. There's some fans that like, we liked her. We, as a character, the movies were not as amazing as they could have been. But I, like, I feel like they already told her story, like they gave her a trilogy. What else do we need from her? You know what I mean? I I want a Darth Maul movie. Give me a Darth or no. something like Well,
1: he's in the Clone Wars a lot. So if you haven't if you haven't watched the Clone Wars, you should definitely watch it.
0: We've been the Clone there Wars. done that with Ray. Like no hate, but like we've been there done that.
1: I don't know. I mean I will I have high hopes for it, we'll but it I chance. hope that they stay a little more true to the originality of what star wars is kind of about and the core values that it holds instead of trying to be as experimental as they were in the three movies that they came okay. with her okay I'll, that'd be my take i
0: would love a show like if they're going to do a movie about like the origins of the force i would love a show about like the lore of the sith mm. something like that like they've done with the mandalorians they've gotten into the lore and the planet and the the culture i would love that for the sith
1: yeah that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty dope
0: what the what's hell? next
1: what what okay So it's on hold. Okay. Ryan Johnson, who directed The Last Jedi, which is for a lot of people, their least favorite Star Wars movie, is getting his own trilogy.
0: But why would they give him a trilogy if he created and directed the movie that most of the fans hate?
1: The series is supposed to introduce a completely new set of characters and would have been completely separate from the Skywalker saga. While there is a distinct possibility that these may still see the light of day with the rest of the Star Wars plate remaining quite full, it's likely to be a while before we get to know any more details on these planned movies. Mm-hmm. But he's, it's on hold as he works on the Knives Out franchise.
0: Let's leave him in the Knives Out universe. <laughs> he did—he had his Star Wars moment.
1: And then maybe we'll, you know, leave this, you know. we'll let the spotlight shine and yeah. then we turn it off.
0: Yeah, but those um, are all okay. movies and shows coming to us so far that we know of. I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I think that you know Star Wars has gone through years of making movies and not making movies, and now we're kind of in an era where we're getting a bunch of Star Wars content, which is so exciting. We're being fed. The fans are are being fed. We are, and we're happy about it.
1: Well, without further ado, let's get to the meat of the episode. The reason that you're all here to celebrate Star
0: Wars Month. What a better way! We
1: literally are kicking off Star Wars Month with a Star Wars episode. This is literally the best day of my life. Somebody from the universe. Um, the person that we're bringing on today i'm starstruck like my jaw is on the floor we are interviewing
0: marty Matulis, who plays vain in the mandalorian and the upcoming skeleton crew which is what we were talking about earlier
1: so cool this is gonna be so awesome i'm so excited let's Let's get into it get into it
0: so please welcome to the show marty Matulis. ha
1: hello hey how are you you?
2: zoom we're zooming
1: welcome to the podcast marty happy star wars month may the fourth be with you it's the revenge of the fifth all of the things thank you so much for being here with us how are you doing today
2: i'm great thank you guys for having me on i appreciate the ask
0: i mean check his imdb page if you have not i'm gonna i'm gonna list him out it's quite the credit list the mandalorian Westworld, smile star trek teen wolf sleepy hollow american horror story evil and more tell us about your process for transforming into all the crazy roles that you do
2: I sit in a chair and I zone out for two to six hours. Oh my gosh, that's that's like the basics of it. Once the makeup artists have shown me kind of what they're thinking about building, then I get to get chew it over in my head and kind of see what I can what I can add to it or or what what I'm in, what's inspiring me in their design, and then we'll talk about it and then we'll just go from there. They're they're pretty much doing everything on their own, and then I get to finally see it when I sit down in the chair. And I do just pretty much go to my happy place for most of the process so that then when I kind of come to it toward the end of it, I can kind of stop seeing myself so much and see the thing in the mirror in front of me and then start kind of playing with it, seeing how it moves and seeing if what I thought might work actually works. And then we're just off to the races and I just go out and go play.
1: That's awesome. That's, That's so cool. What a fun job to have, yeah. honestly. It's That's like
2: ridiculous. I, I say this way too much, but I'm it's the best possible job for a five year old, 52 year old. And at some point, this may happen.
0: Oh, uh, oh okay. But oh, see, oh. But see, look what I found at the store the other day. I was walking down the aisles <laughs> and Mandalorian goldfish. I think you win, though. Of course. I, think I mean, you win.
1: yeah, you definitely what us. else
2: would they be making? Star of Wars it's not snack products.
1: That's great. I love that.
2: yeah. and
0: and as we did mention, it is National Star Wars Month, and you are one of our favorite space pirates. So we got to ask, <laughs> yeah. what is your all-time favorite Star Wars movie, and maybe least favorite? one of oh, these. Oh boy.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about my least favorites first. For... <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, well, because of my age and the way I grew up in in the Star Wars world. Uh Star Wars hit me like a two by four across the forehead from the opening shot when I was seven years old. Like remember yourself at seven, yeah. and all we had were movie theaters. So we'd get excited, we'd wait, we'd show up, and then oh, right over your head. But Empire Strikes Back hit me when I didn't quite understand why things were going so poorly in the movie with my heroes that were supposed to be doing better. So when I first stepped out of Empire, I was a little wrecked, but then I went back again, and then I started realizing, oh, wait a minute, this is amazing. So all things revolve around Empire Strikes Back for me. That's kind of the pinnacle Star Wars experience.
1: Arguably the best Star Wars movie ever made.
2: I know you have thoughts I on this. Have, I
1: have from, so, from so many yourself. Star Wars Please, thoughts. I, I really mean, have let's tattoo. Make this a
2: give and take. What are your thoughts on Empire? Yeah, what's your favorite, oh least favorite? So
1: the one that I enjoy watching the most just because... It's not like the best film by any means, but the one that I enjoyed the most is Revenge of the Sith, just because okay, I love right. Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor are incredible. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman's just a star and just, like, it's not, like, the dialogue, there's definitely, it has its moments where it's, like, nobody would talk <laughs> like that, you know? And it's and it's yeah. just, it's, it's hilarious, and it's fun, and it's entertaining, and it's great. So that's why it's my personal favorite. And also just, like, the fall of Anakin just makes me weep right. every time I watch <laughs> right, it. Right. Like, you just always root for him, and you're like, no, how could he turn? And then you're like, oh, wait, he literally murdered the entire camp of Tusken Raiders. I don't know yeah. why we're surprised by this. <laughs> There, do you there were have signs. a least favorite
0: or do you love all of your children equally?
1: I love all my children equally. Um if I had to pick a least favorite, no offense, it would probably be one of the newer movies. Yeah. But just because like you can't you can't hate on the originals at all. No. And right. the prequels are a national treasure. So like it's got to be one of the new ones if you're going to pick one to to dig on, but Yeah.
2: yeah. And I, I think never went that direction. The newer ones obviously took a, um they took a stronger viewpoint away from Lucas's original viewpoint which i can both respect and criticize so like at the end of the day it's still more star wars so whether i'm quibbling about the color of the milk that luke skywalker the curmudgeon is drinking from the teat of the slug thing on the side of the hill (laughs) or the dialogue you know the last thing i want to hear about in in an entertaining space epic is taxation and trade routes but I know which Phantom Menace
1: really really gave us the tea on all of the political
2: all the political affairs (laughs) so that's gonna be if if I had a least favorite and really I don't because again it's all Star Wars so it's all fun and I can always enjoy things about it but I think because there was such a long wait and because it was so iconic in my childhood all of us were I think it was like late 20s early 30s maybe mid 30s when those came out we're like this is going to be badass they've had so much time to figure this out and then it was like mm. there was a lot of that like yeah. was it, did you just say something about taxes again mm. yeah uh, you know, but again yeah darth maul and yes yeah, there was so much good in there as well so it's hard to quibble
0: and absolutely I, like, I had never watched the prequels because she had always told me to watch them because i had watched the you know four five and six and then I had actually, like, the only one that I was able to see, I think, for you in the theater, because we're only 21, was oh, Awakens. you guys
2: Wait. are only 21? I know, we're babies. Only, come here, come here.
0: <laughs> so I, I didn't understand what everybody hate. Like, there was so much hate around the new sequels, Force mm-hmm. Awakens, and and on from there, that I didn't really get it. But then I went back and I watched the prequels.
1: And then you're like, okay, and I can like, understand okay. where the criticism comes from, but there's still like you said, it's still yeah. more Star Wars, so it's That's like, what they're I keeping think
2: us at the end of the day, more Star Wars is more Star Wars.
0: I yeah. agree. I think though that the 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 my 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 one point of contention would be like if I had to pick a least favorite, it would probably be Attack of the Clones just What?
1: Because, because the romance, the romance between close, Anakin close and Padmé is so good
0: the cgi is unbearable it's it's just just unbearably bad
1: like come on give him some credit like come on seriously
2: it's It's all there's everything comes down to context It does. i mean it does go back and look at the rock and the mummy when he turned into that scorpion thing and you want to talk bad cg and then you'll be like oh my god those prequels weren't so bad after all i mean
0: (laughs) and 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 surprisingly i thought that rogue one was was actually really good almost better than some of the newer sequels
1: Rogue One is well, great and then
0: we can we can go talk. about this all day let's, oh, we, yeah. let's...
2: this is why we're here but Rogue One briefly Rogue One is a segue toward the show that I'm not in at all I loved Andor mm-hmm. yes loved Andor also Absolutely. because perhaps my age but as a as a student of cinema and thrillers and like really good writing and really good character development I thought I thought that entire team just like knocked it over the wall it was the so shows absolutely. are great. I, yeah. I think
1: Dave Filoni and amazing. John Favreau know what they are doing. Yeah. Like, and Bryce Dallas Howard too. Like anything mm. that falls into their hands, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna love it. Like I don't even have to question. My yeah. my faith is restored. No. I have full confidence.
0: Obi Wan. I mean, the Bat- Mandalorian. I think, yeah, I think the Mandalorian's the best. I just got finished. I finished watching Andor. um, Book of Boba Fett was the only one that I was like, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> but yeah, other yeah, than, I, mean, I think Disney's great doing really well with the shows.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've got they've got an endless amount of stuff to uh, to explore and expand upon. And I'm um, I'm finally getting through Rebels, and I'm like, oh God, how why did I wait so long? I got through Clone Wars. I skipped a few of the fillers. Rebels. I'm trying to skip a few of the fillers just to, like plow through the storyline so I can get to more of the upcoming information that is going to inform Dave Filoni's epic show. Yes, um, but it, it's all good. Like. You know, I'm going to read the Timothy Zahn books again. You know, yes. I'm I'm as much of a fan as anyone. So when I got to be involved, I was over the moon. Six yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely excited. Um
1: well how did you get your start in the entertainment industry? Yeah. Has acting always been your thing? Have you expected yourself to be like this cool kind of alien monster portraying guy where you like have always have prosthetics on your face? We
0: dabbled in theater in middle school. So we totally relate high to school. you. In and high school. identify
2: with you. <laughs> middle school early school dabbler as well. Yeah. Um <laughs> I was never like a full on I wasn't like one of those theater kids and you know the type the theater yeah. kids. Neither yep, were I. We. Yep. Um, yeah. Neither totally you know it was fun but I was kind of a shy kid I was like oh I don't think I can do this so I was like veering off towards choir and band but always always involved in the arts and um love doing th- plays when I had the opportunity to do plays and I I I can reverse engineer the track and I can see how I kept dipping back into it over the years and then at some point um some point in college, I was going to school at Cal State Long Beach, and a couple of buddies were like, we should go up to LA and see if we can get on a movie. <laughs> and not knowing how anything worked, that was kind of my first foray, like signing up with a background agency, getting on to Babylon 5 and just wearing a pullover mask and not knowing anything about anything, but still loving film, loving theater, trying trying to figure it out, right? Like I wasn't just some, I didn't show early signs of greatness, but I just- <laughs> I just kept studying and studying and And then, as I started doing a little more of these creature suit things, you know, once you sit in somebody's chair and you don't destroy their makeup and you can walk, talk, and chew gum, then you do find yourself getting called back by the same people. And it's a pretty small world. so that's that's largely how I've started jumping around in the special effects makeup world and then getting known in that community
1: well, cool. That's
2: so that I mean. and
0: that sounds fun that it's it wasn't necessarily like. it wasn't like a planned thing. Like you didn't move out to Hollywood with it. Like you, it was kind of a spur of the moment, fun thing. And then it happened for you, which is, I feel like the best way it can happen versus trying really hard (laughs) and then failing.
2: I think a financial planner (laughs) might look at me askance at my non-plan plan. plan, But uh, yeah, way back when on on like Star Trek uh, Insurrection just decided, oh, this is going to be a fun gig and it's going to take a long time. I should probably move up closer so it was these little, yeah. little connecting dots that got me closer to L.A. And, and the scene, as it were.
0: Tell us about how you got the role of Vane in The Mandalorian. And speaking of The Mandalorian, season three, you know, we see Din Djarin and Bo-Katan spoiler played alert. by... Spoiler alert. Well, well Pedro Pascal and, and If they King haven't
2: watched it now...
0: Yeah. yeah. If they, if you haven't watched it now, if you, you're you just going to spoiler alert for we're the talking whole about episode, it. we're yeah. talking about it. We're talking about it. You know, they retook Mandalore and they helped all the other Outer Rim planets along the way that had some pirate problems, dangerous beasts, rebellious droids. And we see your character were introduced to Vane, a member of Captain Gorian Shard's pirate gang, causing trouble for grief, Karga on Navarro and even engaging in several like insane starship battles with Mando before he abandoned captain's gang so being such a fan like what did it mean to you
2: it was huge i was watching prior to the audition coming my way i was watching uh all the behind the scenes stuff for the first two seasons and those you know those roundtable discussions that they had i would just pour over them to listen to the directors because i i'm i'm also an editor and i shoot and like i'm just steeped in the whole process of, of filmmaking so it's all interesting and at some point favreau said something like You know, you can't just stick anybody in those things. You got to put actors in those makeups. And I was like pointing at the TV, like (laughs) he understands, please, please. Can I please, you know, putting it out to the universe? I don't know how, how much stock you put into manifestation and energetics and, you know, being clear on your intentions and all that. But it wasn't too much later that that audition came across. And of course, they don't give you the actual dialogue, but it, it very much smelled like, you know, the old west. It was the shootout scene just with some modified dialogue. And I was like, this has got to be it. This has got to be it. So assuming that it was it, at the end when I draw, I slammed my audition to black and put in some sound effects. I credit that. It wasn't me. It was yeah. the sound effects that they got me in. Um That's great. So that was kind of it. It was just an audition. It was a self-tape, as, as it all is these days. And then um, when we did the makeup test for the character, I feel like that was the real audition for the character. Like, they knew I could walk, talk, and make the face do this based on my my prior work. But they had never seen that race in a prosthetic makeup. It was always a rubber mask. So this was the first time they were seeing it move. They didn't know if it could move. So for the makeup test, all the phones came up. It was... Favreau on one and Rick was on one and I had Doug Chang two inches from my face inspecting all the details and a bunch of people were checking it out to see how it would work I was like don't screw this up Marty (laughs) so that was pretty much it and I think based on that they decided I was supposed to die I was supposed to get shot in the shootout Wow! and I was a one and done so I think based on how much effort they put into the makeup and the costume and then based on the fact that it, it could express and emote on the day, um, John said, so he's just going to shoot the gun out of your hand because we like this character. And he just kind of walked away and left me with that implication.
1: Wow. wow. That's a
2: big deal. That's so cool though. I tried not to think about it. I really tried not to think about it at all. I just tried to be, uh, I I think that was good news, but I'm going to keep focusing on my work.
0: Yeah. To change the script, to keep you around, to be like, let's play with this character some more based off of what they had
2: yeah. seen that's that's i would just
1: <laughs> i crying. not my to start crying
2: it was pretty nuts yeah, yeah and they, they i think they tried a couple of places to fit me in and then they said well sorry because you know they they block out their entire season ahead of time so it would, it would be kind of hard to wedge them in but a little while later they said you know we have an idea how to bring you back it's going to be on this other show now that there has been The announcement we'll get to that Mm -hmm. like so based on that we're gonna try to raise your visibility up in mando to make it more make it make sense more that you show up over here rather than just this guy we may or may not remember that's when the the dog fighting scenes came in i don't know if they wrote those special or if they retooled and and swapped me out i'm not sure how it came about but that was an additional uh day or maybe two days of shooting the uh the space battle stuff Cool. Wow.
1: Um, will you tell us a little bit about what it was like to actually film that dog fighting scene? I was yeah. so intrigued and fascinated by like, because obviously, I mean, you can't be like actually like in the air flying around and doing these things. So, True. As much yeah, as you know, really how good. do you they
0: film the shows with the backdrop of outer space or I know they have the video
1: game kind of style where they like walk through and they away. have like the like the screen they kind of run you through. I've seen that from the behind yeah. the scenes bit, but actually filming that dog fighting scene, what was that like? Yeah.
2: Well, I was so very hopeful that it would have been on the volume because I've heard so much and read so much. And like that kind of tech is fascinating to be in an entire room that just looks real. Uh, so we were on a stage that was not the volume. It was one of their green screen. I think it was a blue screen stage. Mm. And they had the cockpit up on a platform. And I don't want to you know, burst your bubble or anything, but it was literally just squeezing into the cockpit in all of that stuff. For some reason, I was still wearing those big boots and the pants. I didn't need either because <laughs> it was hot and sweaty. And it, you know, yeah. it would have been nice. But anyway, uh, cameraman is right in front of me. Uh, there's a guy with a DeWalt drill saying, are the controls close enough for you to reach? And I was like, Meh, maybe a little bit farther away. And he goes right into the plywood. So I just had some controls on a stick bolted to the floor. And I was just swooping around in front of the camera.
1: That's really Was fun. Super That's super really cool. would be super I mean, fun. It
0: has to be 90% green screen. You can't, you know, you can't film a show like that on Earth. You're not on Earth, right? So right. It, it must be a lot of, like, technology and a lot of money that goes into producing something like that. And I'm so happy we have so much better technology than Attack of the Clone. Yeah,
1: because Spencer wouldn't be able to handle it if it
2: wasn't. Pretty, so. Now um, I know what shirt to get you for Christmas, Spencer.
0: Yeah. Not Attack of the Clone. No. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, we, we have to ask the burning question. The internet loves him. Everybody knows him. He's been taking the internet and the world by storm. Pedro Pascal. Did you actually get to work with him? What was that experience like?
0: What can you tell us? You did have like the, the scene with him. It wasn't, was it separate?
2: Pedro, I believe at the time was a little busy up in Canada.
0: Oh, oh for last and of because it was my for first us. day
2: and I didn't know anybody yet, I don't actually remember who was wearing the helmet because most of the day he was in the helmet. And I, again, I didn't know anybody yet. So I couldn't say who it was on the day. But what I can say is that I loved one of my favorite parts of that entire scene, separate from Pedro, sorry to diverge. You know, when he kind of like lifts himself off the tree, like there's going to be some shit going down. And you hear that yeah. scrape of the armor on the tree. that was the coolest moment in the whole scene i'm about to get shot by mando no i was hoping that i could run into pedro because uh we both grew up in orange county he's a wacky kid as well and i think uh i think we'd get along like a house fire absolutely
1: that'd be cool well if you ever if you ever meet up with him and let
2: me say hey yeah
1: absolutely (laughs) please do (laughs) please do
0: yeah
1: um well, even on set, what was your experience like working for Disney with John Favreau, Dave Filoni, like any of the cool, really awesome directors, yeah, producers that you got to work with? Like, what yeah. is that experience like?
2: They're incredible. was really hoping to run into Dave Filoni. And before I found out where Vane flew off to, I thought he may have flown off to Ahsoka. So I was running mm. on that assumption for a while, getting myself all excited. I was like, oh, God, finally, finally, I get to meet the Filoni. Um, wasn't that as you know, but, uh, John was there and Rick was my director on the day for the shootout. And they, they're both just, I mean, as you probably already get a sense. And as I indicated, like, I feel like a kid in my head, I, you know, doesn't matter what the wrinkles are doing. There's always that element of element of excitement around this stuff. Those guys are exactly the same. They're tip top professionals in their field, but they also know how amazing this world is and how much fun it is to play in it. Um, it was one of the most relaxed uh enjoyable sets I've ever been on and they're just lovely people Uh, you know apart from the business aspect they're just great to hang out with like Favreau showed up and he's like I don't really need to be here I just like to I just like to hang out (laughs) I
1: mean why not right like this is your baby this is like you're just a you're just a giant nerd and this is you have access to nerd things why would you not want to be there
2: like that's awesome nerd playground with the best toys ever
1: literally now, oh cool
0: we won't tell anybody so you can tell us where okay it's just between to. us three yeah just really between us
2: bit, yeah where did you fly to where yeah. did
0: Vane go
1: where did where does Vane go off to elsewhere
2: <laughs> elsewhere <laughs> okay.
1: okay so we- <laughs> well, tell us so much
2: i can say because now the internet has been buzzing about it i went to celebration hmm just to kind of lurk, you know, veins sort of visible, but not too visible. I think my, my face isn't exactly associated with him yet. So I was just kind of hanging out and enjoying celebration. I got to go into the uh, the initial, what do you call it? The, uh, the presentation of all the upcoming projects. And they showed a uh, skeleton crew with Jude Law and the kids. And toward the end of the teaser trailer, quite possibly there was a knobbly faced pirate who lifted his head menacingly and picked up a gun. We did see that. Mm-hmm. Did okay, see okay, that were,
1: okay, okay. There was some. So I don't
2: footage. know exactly where. I don't know where, but out there towards yeah. towards there. the skeleton crew area.
0: Yeah. Cool. And I'm happy that we haven't seen the last of him, of Vane, because I feel like to save him in the Mandalorian, then you know, take him elsewhere. Cause I feel like space pirates could be such a cool
1: They are such like, cool cause, but you look at like Cad Bane, Aurora Sane, and we like, seen like a lot those of people them. are all awesome. So it's kind of like add Vane into that list yeah. of like Yeah the chronically cool space pirates is just awesome yeah, it's kind really of based on the scary. internet
2: based on the internet uh furor i don't think i'm ever going to get ahead of hondo but boy. Oh boy <laughs> hondo, can, but who people can People hope they're like is it him is it him I'm like no it's me <laughs> yeah
0: and i mean that that leaked footage from star wars celebration did confirm Vane's return so yep. what can you tease about his return will he be up to any of his same old villain ways will we see a change of heart what can we expect from skeleton crew
2: as the as the actor, Marty, who gets to wear this and, and perform Vane, there was always the hope that there would be something like, you know, maybe maybe the pirates get stuck with the kids and they have to deal with them and the kids are so crazy, they make the pirates crazy, you know, like the that kind of interaction. We never quite went that route. What I can say is Vane is absolutely consistent in his one and only desire to be the self-serving little jerk that he is. <laughs> okay. That continues. Um always depends on what they do in the editing room but i'm assuming that will that that aspect of him will will be apparent made apparent and enhanced through skeleton crew
0: now awesome. now here's a question what did you enjoy doing more mandalorian or skeleton crew so far as Vane?
2: oh these tough questions i know <laughs> i know these are those would you, radder, like would you yeah. rather would you rather questions yeah i think um overall skeleton crew well there's no way to say better like manual was amazing because it was my first time and i was an absolute wide-eyed kid in a candy store skeleton crew i had that feeling of like appreciation that they they thought enough of the character and what i did with it to to find a way to bring him back um the experience of shooting i think skeleton crew probably edges out mando just because i had more to do uh i was there a little bit longer that's not saying too much i was there a little longer (laughs) um so it was maybe more fun overall because i got to be on the volume i got to experience a lot of different actors and a lot of different scenarios so so for my enjoyment factor i think skeleton group
1: do but we oh, have
2: like, i mean i'm never i'm not gonna say no to either one
1: yeah who can right
2: yeah
0: now do we have an expected release date i've heard summer but do we know when it's coming anything.
2: i haven't heard anything i'm i'm guessing like everyone else is guessing but it 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 seems like they would probably want to wait until Ahsoka is either finished or close to finishing. I'm not sure how they overlap their releases, but, I mean, I don't want to be bothered when I'm binging Ahsoka. Yeah, True. That, I'm so That's excited. That's going to be my Ahsoka. entire
1: life. I'm going to, like, watch an episode and then spend the next seven days in between waiting for the next episode re-watching that episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Soaking it it up, yeah. Yeah. She's my favorite character. That teaser trailer looked really
0: good, and it did connect to Mandalorian because General, who is it, Thrawn?
1: Yeah, he they had mentioned they
0: had mentioned in Mandalorian in the end that they were looking for him. He was supposed to like come back to lead what was left of the Empire, and then he shows up in Ahsoka. So I I love how John Favreau they all they connect it all. It's it's really cool. Yeah,
2: they tease it out. They let you know that there's little threads coming. I mean, when Luke showed up the first time, you know, before he even got there, he kind of had a hint. There's an X-Wing, but the music's weird. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. As soon as that green lightsaber kind of goes down. It's over. Heart yeah. just
1: drops. Your jaw's Still on the good. floor. Eyes yep. wide open. Yeah, it's thing yeah. Well, you're always drenched in insane prosthetics, makeup, masks, costumes, the works. For example, playing the monstrosity in the horror movie Smile. Do you ever feel pressure to outdo yourself? And how do you use, utilize your acting abilities like your body without having your traditional face apparent to the camera?
0: incredible <laughs> horror movie by the way like one of the that best great, in the last decade
2: i was so happy with it i i didn't know what to expect you know i i was originally auditioning for the the creepy mom before she rips her face off into the monstrosity okay um, so um the other guy who played it and myself were both there kind of dealing with makeup artists we'd dealt with before and so it was kind of like this give and take mutual thing and then i came in in the the monstrosity suit and like did the thing with the face and, and that was really cool so kind of like the other thing that i mentioned at the beginning where like i have to see the i see the design they're working on i try to imagine what what i can do inside of it from a practical standpoint and then for that particular one i mean i had to do basically nothing except not fall over because the design mm-hmm. was so nutso and over the top and you know i knew that they were i knew that they were doing these kind of sideways kind of wes andersonian vignette straight on shots yeah so i like. All I have to do is just make sure I get the thing in the mouth and like don't tip over when you're in a, in a giant lobster suit falling into a stretched out face. So that one is pretty easy.
0: I will say that was probably the scariest movie I've ever seen in a theater. Like that movie, yeah. I walked out of there and I was like, I never want to see a scary movie again. That <laughs> way, It was creepy. terrifying. Super creepy. It was a great movie. and And I was surprised to find out that you had played piggy man on the last season of american horror story nyc which was equally as terrifying uh what was your experience like working with ryan murphy
2: well the one that i was in was in roanoke i was in uh was it season five roanoke i never got to play him beyond that so i think he showed up recently in something else in one of the more recent ones but i would have been so excited to find out i was in both That makes it it
0: so much better because Roanoke is like an insanely awesome season that tops NYC. So that just made it a whole (laughs) lot better for me. And I'm even more starstruck. So it was a
2: fun one. It was really fun. I got to work with makeup artists. I worked with a bunch before on Teen Wolf. Um, Yeah, I I think I never once saw Ryan. I think he's, you know, he's he's got a lot of plates spinning at any given moment in time. But we had uh, we had the interior of the house built on a stage. I wanted to move into that house that house was insane and it was built like solid and then we had the facade exterior out in one of the canyons in Los Angeles so those were that's how we split the time on on Roanoke was those two places
0: now did they the house did they build that exterior from scratch as just a stage or did they model it after an actual house because that season revolved around that house it was incredible
2: It was a really cool design. I don't know if it was a specific house that they modeled it or if they came up with the design themselves, but the, the facade we had, we had like room spaces inside, but it was all just kind of two by four structure inside. Um, and then on the stage, it was just, it was almost the entire interior. It wasn't like sections on different areas of the stage. So you could walk from the kitchen out into the hallway, down into the room, up the staircase. Like it was a fully built interior just in the controlled environment of the stage. And it was awesome. Every time I didn't have the head on, I was just, I mean, I, I also dabble in woodworking. So I was like looking at the cabinetry and trying to figure out, you know, is this thing going to act? Oh, nope, it's solid. It actually is a drawer that pulls out. Like they built it an amazing, amazing set.
0: Yeah, and Ryan equally like John Favreau with Disney. Like Ryan does a great job with his projects, like making them connect a connected universe. American Horror Story is one of my favorite shows. My favorite show on TV right now is one that you are in, and I am desperately waiting for season four. Okay, and that is Evil on Paramount Plus. George the Demon absolutely (laughs) terrifies me, and I had no idea that that was you. No idea.
2: He's a scary one. He's a scary one. I love George. Can you give us the voice? You know what? The voice is not my voice.
1: What? You're telling us all so, kinds of things we didn't know. All this. I know, I know. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
2: And It was, it, because I think I'm based on the West Coast, because I was brought in on the say-so of the makeup artist who designed him and then put me up for it, I didn't come at it from a traditional casting process where, they, where they're like, ah, we're going to approach this actor, Marty, and then see how he does in makeup. It was more like... Hey, we've got this guy who's great in makeup, and he can act. So, because of that, and because I'm based on the West Coast, I wasn't around when they did the um, the ADR sessions. Because when I'm on set, I've got the teeth, and I can't, you know, I'm slobbering and can't enunciate. So, yeah, they'll, they'll never use the audio from the day. So once I'm done shooting, they're just a they're just a steamroll. So they're on on East Coast time. I'm out in the West Coast. It would make no sense for them to try to get me flown back over to do the voice. And it gives them an opportunity to have some very distinctly different voices for now, I think, the 11 characters, I think, i have played on, on Evil. So George yeah. is actually the, voiced by this guy named uh, Ewan, who is the father of the kid who plays young Sheldon.
1: No way! What? Yep. That's crazy.
2: You but play 11 kind of the characters? was a collaborative thing. Uh, he kind of modeled the voice on what I was doing on the day, and so we kind of talked very briefly back and forth um so it, it still feels very much like a a co-collaborative event and what did you just ask i'm sorry
0: i i was i'm surprised to hear that you played 11 of the characters so of course i just found out george but yeah. and i think the demon therapist who's always talking to leland yep. but who who else do you portray in the show i'm trying to think of like the other like creatures How far in are you
2: you've watched the first three seasons? i've
0: seen i've seen every
2: single episode out. okay yeah. so there's george mm-hmm. then there are the ar goggles that the girls wear in mm-hmm. the second or third then uh the, the one that creeps up from behind the bed and pulls his face off and then chases way down the stairs. That was mm-hmm. me. Wow. And then, uh, devil therapist. Yeah. Uh, the angel with the, oh. the crossed bones and the, the red eyes and the wings. Um, The bat. The manager. Okay. The boop demon that everyone was like, that's George. And I was like, that's boop. Yeah. Um, I'm missing a bunch because there are so many. Getting their
0: money's worth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The mosquito, and then uh, the demon of sex, or they call them the marriage demon. Yeah, uh, interchangeably, there could be a few others. I'm not sure what that tally tallies us up to, but it it is it is absolutely both the the pragmatic aspect that once they have your like body cast and head cast and teeth cast and all the things that they would have to redo every time they recast, and the fact that. You know, my my IMDB has been built on I think my ability to bring a little something different to every every character so that they don't read like the same guy just going walking around in a rubber mask.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm very starstruck to to have found out that you played George on Evil on Paramount Plus, because and so many more characters in that show. Because that show, when I discovered it, it was I actually had started watching it on the first season when it was on CBS, and then it moved to Paramount Plus. And right. I got Paramount Plus specifically for that show. And and nice. George the Demon, that is a that is a terrifying creature. So I would have so to say fun. I think that probably ties with Vane for my favorite character for you.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, Vane yeah. is. I mean, I'm a Star Wars girly, so she's always going to go Star Wars. So that's just where I'm. But <laughs> they're, both, they're
2: both fun in their own rights. I think they were, absolutely both of those two out of everything I've ever done, George and Vane, I think I probably had the most input and collaboration on the day where we could make suggestions and like, what if I kind of flip these words and you know tried this flow or maybe did this with this fate. Um, so. From creative, satisfying standpoint, I think those two are probably my my favorites.
0: Well, and cool. and you had mentioned also being in Star Trek, which I think it's yeah. so cool that you've done both Star Wars and Star Trek. So let's I've make a lot over, of the I've fans
2: cross franchise. Yeah,
0: you've done both. You've done it. You've done a galaxy crossover. Let's make the fans really upset and make you pick one <laughs> if you had to pick one. <laughs> Never.
2: Yeah. Do I go to the light or the dark? <laughs> um. Well.
1: How about this? If you if had I to had choose. I had to
2: pick one. Yeah. If I had to pick, if I lived in the universes. Hey, yeah. Ha ha. Oh, there you go. If you had to pick. Hook, that was what I was going okay. to say. Okay. Living in the universes, even though there seems to be more strife and conflict overall in the Star Wars world, I would live in the Star Wars world. Sure. I can appreciate how clean and glossy the Star Trek world is. But if I want to work on my own spaceship and hot ride it, I feel like I could get away with that a lot easier in Star Wars world.
1: So, so like, if you would be like a pilot. Would you be like a Han Solo type where you're like gonna
2: oh, yeah. caliva- gallivant around the galaxy? About my upgrades, I'd have all the secret compartments, um Luthan and Andor. I feel like I'm in yeah. the Han Solo Luthien category of like tweaking your toys and kind of flying under the radar and you know, making yeah. sure the empire doesn't catch on.
0: Oh, I think Absolutely that's your not. dream to live on Coruscant or Theed. I, I, I would live on
1: I, If I could actually live in the Star Wars world, I wouldn't want to live on Naboo because I want to oh, be, really? I would live, I would, it's so the beautiful movie. and it's it so cool. And I just want to be like, I want to be like in my long flowing robes okay. by the yeah. lake and be like, yes, everything is so fun. <laughs> and they'll have my cool star pilot boyfriend who like takes me for joy rides, you know, a bit of just-
2: opulence and adventure. Yeah, yeah exactly
1: i want i want to be able to be part of, i want to see what the art and the culture is like on naboo like in the star wars world like what is that yeah. what does that look Pre- like how does that feel droids. like
2: yeah sorry pre-battle droids or, yeah or, of course exactly once they're, yeah, away, yeah. once they're no longer a factor
1: yeah. yeah or or after they've been reconditioned and reprogrammed as we saw in the mandalorian after that
2: didn't work so well in the mandalorian I mean... season three they rebelled
1: but it wasn't their fault. It wasn't listen, Let's we, discount we get those into battle them.
2: droids. Let's just take them off the table. We're spoiling this young lady's fun. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let me have my, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the dresses <laughs> and, the, and the boyfriends. Yeah. No, take your no. moment.
1: I would if I was to be like a like an adventuring type, because I don't think I would be force sensitive in the Star Wars Land. Let's just pretend that I'm like glossing over to it as I am now. I'm not mechanically inclined at all. <laughs> so I could not be like a pilot or a star mechanic or anything okay. like that. So I would have to be like. I'll I'll sing and and dance and yeah. act in the in the Nabu yeah in the Nabu land.
0: I just want to live in like a big penthouse in Coruscant and just just be there and exist.
1: There yeah, in. that'd be cool. Coruscant yeah, would be you really. Take advantage
2: of the societal perks.
0: Oh yeah! Oh my Attending god! Attending events. Try yes. and touch the mountain that the, the <laughs> droid will stop me from touching.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who's that, Doctor Pershing? Peak. Yeah, yeah, the highest peak on Coruscant. Yeah. Love it. Um, well, to to bring him back for our one our final question, Star Wars question, we also know that the Mandalorian will be returning for season four. Is there any word if Vane will be making an appearance?
2: I can say that I've heard nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that on a few of the days when we were just hanging out, shooting, and there were certain people in certain positions who could make those decisions, that it seemed like well, within the realm of possibility, if not vain even something else, but there's been no confirmation at this stage. Okay, okay well fingers but crossed. No,
1: nothing is better than oh, I've heard something and it's not yeah, happening. So yeah. honestly, we'll take it. And they we'll kept take you this around as a positive. Right. They kept
2: the you around for a reason. Yeah. I like your thinking.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're willing to take you from the Mandalorian now to skeleton crew, uh-huh. Then uh-huh.
2: Yeah. there's gotta be there's gotta
0: be more.
1: There's gotta be more going on here.
2: Yeah. I mean I'm as hopeful as you. (laughs) How it goes. You know, it'd be it'd be the greatest thing ever. I mean, it's a gift to have been involved, even for what I thought was going to be one day. Every additional little bit of association with it I get is an absolute treat. Yeah. A lucky, lucky kid. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. You're living the dream, man. Absolutely living the dream.
2: That is absolutely right.
0: Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Marty.
1: It was such a pleasure to have you.
2: Thank you guys. Had a blast. I appreciate it. Well,
1: it was great to like nerd out I with know. someone that who like gets who gets it and like has actually like been involved with these projects. Was, yeah. This is like literally like my dream interview. So this was super fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm so appreciative.
2: Well, I had a great time too. Now I really got to go because I got to catch up on Rebels. There's a lot of content. <laughs> so so <fair>. <laughs> Yeah, we can keep yeah. you
1: forever talking yeah. about this. So we'll let you go. But yeah. thank you Check again for in. coming on. Anytime. It was a pleasure. We'll
0: All see right, you in Skeleton Crew. Thank you. Bye.
1: Well, thank you everyone so much for watching i hope that you felt the force flowing through you and this episode it was so much fun the i ever. think you had
0: the force flowing through you <laughs>
1: I definitely did. I was freaking out. I love, I was you, so were so,
0: you were like nerding more than I ever... You like reached Max nerd level. Of like, I want to live on Naboo and I want to experience the culture, but I'm not forced to... I'm like, she's on drugs. Mr. Guy's going to think she's crazy.
1: I was like, Marty may judge me, but also he won't because he no, gets it. He gets it. Like Marty understands my passion. That was a great this. episode. This is so much fun. Definitely you're, my favorite interview. so We
0: are big Star Wars nerds and you're even more than I am. But I mean, that was... We talked to somebody who's been in that universe
1: i know it's so who's worked weird with things. john Favreau. Like, like, have a tattoo for star wars i have like 10 plus star wars shirts i have so much star wars merch i have lightsabers i have a dedicated I have a drone hours or a, a droid i need like i like i'm dedicated to this base. yeah <laughs> so the fact that i got to like talk to somebody like that was crazy who's was been so
0: involved weird. yeah who's worked with you know so cool Favreau and and well i thought Pedro pascal that's kind of sad he has been
1: here. in in the same vicinity. Universe. Yeah. We talked universe.
0: to John Favreau through Marty.
1: We did. Absolutely. And I did. think
0: that's the biggest Pretty accomplishment damnful. of all.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, if you'd like to see more, of us, you can find us on uh, Instagram at the Rumor Mill Pod. We post pretty much daily updates about what's going on in the world um, as far as like pop culture goes. Uh, we can find us on Twitter at TRM Updates. You can find us on TikTok at The Rumor Mill. And we release new episodes every, every Friday. Friday. You can
0: watch our podcast on YouTube at The Rumor Mill. You can also watch our podcast on Spotify. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Like Lexi said, we drop new episodes every Friday. And we are always here breaking down the latest entertainment news. And we will see you next week.
1: May the force be with you you see you next
0: week may the fourth be with you may
1: the fourth be with you
0: and revenge of the fifth this is really star wars month
1: it really is all the anniversaries
0: we're gonna just be nerds for the rest of the month leave us alone (laughs) we're just gonna leave us alone
1: cut it before we keep talking so goodbye